All right, welcome back to another episode of the TDT Podcast. Today we have another special guest, Maxwell Sewell, a good friend of mine. Uh, he is also on my cross-country team, just like Jack Gibby, and track team. Welcome to the show, Max. Pop it up, Hello. pop it up. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty prestigious to be allowed on this show. Dude, facts. Yeah. Um, we have another fun fact. Um, it's a pretty good one. The wood frog, it's um, a type of frog, can hold its pee uh, urine for up to eight a- eight months. Eight months. Well, Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Reaction. Damn. I um, my react my first reaction is that um, you had to specify urine. So well, some people don't know. Any- what, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> say, some people don't know what pee is. <laughs> Never know. Uh, you know, I got a technical terms. We're a si- we're a scientific podcast so urine the scientific word um yeah but apparently the wood frogs in alaska have been known to hold their your their urine see it says urine in the thingy for up to eight months um <laughs> sticking it out through the region's long winters before relieving themselves once temperatures increase their urine actually keeps the animal alive when, while it hibernates so basically if they pee they die so it is a hibernation-based thing. Yeah, it's, yes, apparently. Okay. Guys, welcome um, back to National Geographic. Today we're uh, going over the wood frog. How it, if it pees, it it passes away. I mean, I'm basically a wood frog, bro. Like, I don't. Okay, know. no, but my no, but look, if it's like hibernating, right? Let's say it hibernates like a bear. I don't know what frogs do to hibernate. I didn't even know frogs hibernated. Okay, but let's say they let's, let's say they hibernate, right? What if they're like asleep, right? And just. They accidentally pee, like they wet themselves. They wet the bed. <laughs> the wood <frog. laughs> They, they wet. They're screwed apparently because it says here the the urine actually helps keep the animal alive while it hibernates with special uh, microbes or whatever in their gut that recycle the urine, urine's main waste into nitrogen. Wood frogs <laughs> don't pee, and we actually, I mean, I pee. Well, actually, I don't really pee. But I have a little story about the cross country team. Actually, every time we go on a run, we have this little place called the gravel pits, and every single time we go there, someone has to pee. Even if you don't actually have to pee, you have to pee. It's one of those deals. Max knows. Yeah. If nobody if nobody pees, we cannot continue the run. Yeah. Someone has to pee. So you know, there's been that several times like, we've had to step up and go pee, and we don't really like, have to pee. But typically, like someone has to pee. It's great. Uh, gravel pits are always clutch. Nice. But today's episode, um, we're going to be talking about the Titans, and then like how they, you know, they lost the Ravens, unfortunately. I predicted them to win, even though I was on the fence about that game. Uh, yes. Not yeah, all. My record's definitely gone down a little bit. <laughs> we are very sorry about messing up, like, the standings, because we had the Bills playing the Chiefs. Maxwell is very mad about that. <laughs> adamant. <laughs> yeah, but um, the Titans lost. Max, what are your thoughts on that? You're a big Titans fan. Yeah. Um, honestly, I didn't get to watch the game. Oh, uh, he's not a Titans fan. So you're I sick. was uh, <laughs> playing Ultimate Frisbee when the game happened. Uh, it was just a choice. We have a tradition in our household uh, where I have to wear a certain Titan shirt, and we have a dog shirt for our dog that he has to wear during the game. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just, I don't know what happened, because I was wearing my shirt, the dog was wearing his shirt, and it just didn't <laughs> work out. Wow. Uh, I would say uh, the obvious elephant in the room was the fact that Derrick Henry did not do what he usually does in torching defenses with his legs. 
Yeah. And Lamar Jackson outrushing him probably made just as much of a difference. He ended up having a ton of rushing yards. Yeah. Um, Derrick Henry, their whole, the whole Tennessee offense revolves around Derrick Henry, basically. Let's if he's not going, their offense typically cannot, you know, operate as well. Yeah, well, it's all, it's all about confidence level, I, I feel like, too. It's that, you know, if you know their best, their most dominant player on offense isn't getting it done, they're like, wow, man, we're really getting beat. Like, And it's just kind of like a – it's more of a mental thing, I feel like, because, you know, you you have this super dominant – you know, Ryan Tannehill has weapons. You don't just have to run yeah. the ball. But, like, but that's it, the thing is, their so whole defeated. offense revolves around the threat of Derrick Henry. Yeah. And so when right. they neutralize the threat, it's like, well, dang. Yeah, and I mean, Derrick Henry, he had 18 attempts for 40 yards, average of 2.2 yards, and eight. And his, his longest uh, rush was eight yards. They, the I Ravens did a great job of shutting him down. That may have been his worst game of the season, honestly. Oh, for sure. For oh, sure. It's 100%. Definitely his worst carry. And it happened in the clutchest moment when he needed to perform the most. Right. Yeah. Really sucks for him, man. I mean, he had an amazing season, historical, and he just he, he kind of choked in the playoffs. I don't want to say that he's the reason that the – Titans lost, but he's one of the reasons. Yeah, he's definitely he, one of the reasons. Yeah, if he could have been going, I bet their whole offense could have been going. The play action would have been going. Ryan Han- Ryan Tannehill would have been fire firing. AJ Brown, Corey Davis, they would have been going. Um, yeah, their I think their entire offense revolves around if they can get Derrick Henry going, and I think the Ravens exploited that. And I think now people know how to stop Tennessee. If you yes, Henry. right. And Max, I do have a question for you. So we um. <laughs> So obviously, most Titans fans know that uh, about the dancing on the logo issue uh, between these two teams. And so Corbett, Corbett. No, not even just the no, 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 not just like the Steelers, but like the Titans and Ravens dancing on each other's logos. We know that the Titans technically did it first. Okay, we're just mm-hmm. gonna say that the Titans do it first. But the fact that the Ravens um, came back, what was your what was your thoughts? Like, had, should they have danced on the logo back or? Like what? What is? Do you think they should have just you know left? My thoughts were really the whole thing started before the Ravens Titans game this season. Mm-hmm. Like the Titans hadn't even beat the Ravens yet, and they were already like doing stuff on midfield on their logo. Which one? Like obviously, the guys on those teams they they're putting their body on their line on the line. They're putting their energy on the line for that team. That's. That's their family, and they don't want people disrespecting their family. They yeah. don't want people disrespecting their the, their image. And to especially before the game even started, to go out there and kind of disrespect the, the, the Ravens was probably a bit ill-hearted, in my opinion. It probably wasn't the best choice. And then it ended, I don't think uh, some of the coaches and some of the players didn't shake hands after that game. Yeah, well, and the Tennessee coach and the Ravens coach, uh, Verbal, Barbal, whatever his name is, and Harbaugh, they, like, they were beefing it for, I think. Oh, yeah, there there was, like, screaming across the sidelines and stuff. Yeah, which I, like, dude, I wouldn't like that. If, if someone was dancing on my logo, bro, I would hate that. I agree. Because, like, like, bro, it's so weird. I don't, okay, this, this well, is... Well, it's disrespectful, and it's, like, defending, you know, your home stadium yeah. is with your home logo, and you're, like, yo, you're dancing on it. Like, get off my territory, you know? Like, yeah. Right. Like, it's disrespectful. No matter what... I would say the only true time that someone should dance on a logo is if somehow you make 
the most amazing play of your life. And in the start of this little scuffle, the logo scuffle, the Titans in no way had done that. Oh yeah, they didn't do that great. But um, this is kind of a little side note, but have you ever been like on a, like a field trip or something and you see another school? Yeah. yeah. Like, like dissing them or whatever, or like yelling at them? They're your enemies. Yeah, bro, facts, it's like that. <laughs> it's really dumb, but I don't know. I just thought of that reminded me, reminded me of that some, somehow where you'd be like, like, dang. Station. Well, especially since the Ravens got beat out by the Titans last year. In, uh, oh, yeah, there's always been bad blood between those two teams. Yeah. yeah. Like and, like, they're not even, you know, rivals, really. I mean, I guess they are now, kind of. But, like, they're not division like, rivals. Division rival, yeah. yeah. They haven't like, been division rivals for a long time. They yeah. were when they were both in the AFC Central division. But since then, since they split to AFC South and uh, the AFC North, they have not been – uh, real rivals for a while. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, so I predicted the Titans to win that game. And ask Andrew, I was on the fence about that. I was on the fence about this game. And I've said this so many times. That I was on the fence. I was like, I don't know. I think the Ravens might do it. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just predict the Titans. It's whatever. They'll probably win. The nope. Ravens definitely had a slight advantage in just how awful the Titans defense has been this year. For real, true. bro. The Titans' defense is horrendous. Their secondary is not even that awful. It's like the pass the, rush is horrendous. The pa- pass rush is really historically bad. Historically bad. Even the run, yeah. Yes. Isn't their third down come like conversion? It's the worst rate? in history. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's it's the worst in NFL history. Which is, and they somehow I, made it to the playoffs. You know, I was just going to show you how Dominic Derrick Henry is, man. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Literally, he's the reason this team's good. Honestly. Like, they could probably win some games with just Ryan Tannehill and Corey Davis and Major. I mean, Ryan Tannehill threw over 40 touchdowns this year. Like, he had a good He's season. He's severely underrated. He is, he is, he is. When you have someone as good as Derrick Henry running for you, it's hard to be the star of that show. If they're, if the Titans can fix their defense, this team is lethal. Lethal, man, I'm telling you. I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't, re- I don't really see how the Titans – I'm going to say this – it's a really bold statement, and I know a lot of our audience is an, a t- Titans fans. I'm just saying, I really don't know how the Titans did as well as they did with their defense. I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, for sure. Like it's it like it surprises me how many games they've won. Like your offense can only win so many games, you know. Yes. You, you can't just rely on your offense. One hundred percent, I agree. Whatever it might be, you know, and your defense. You know, they say defenses win games. I mean, seriously, though, they do, and they help a lot, and the Titans just don't have one. Yeah, the I only think reason... an even... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the only reason that I think they made it this far is because of Derrick Henry again. I mean, man had 2,027 yards, 17 touchdowns alone. Like, bro, this man is a team. He's enough to carry a team. He is. He can carry a team. Put him on, put him on the Jags. The Jags would have been way better. He is enough to carry a team. And I think that's the only reason they made it this far. Because even if he's having an off game, but he's still somewhat cranking out yards, they have the threat of the play action. They have the threat of A.J. Brown and Corey Davis. They have the threat of Ryan Tannehill actually being a good quarterback. So this team is really good if they can just fix the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That's the number one priority in the offseason in the draft, for sure. What were you going to say, Max, before uh, I interrupted you? I was going to say it was even crazier that they started off the season. I think they ended up going 5-0 and before losing to the Steelers. Yeah, uh, that did. With all the crazy special teams issues that they had in the beginning of the season with Steven Goskowski, like, it really seemed like 
they were barely squeaking out wins until they beat the Bills out of all teams by a ton. They destroyed the Bills. All right, so moving on, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Max a little bit here. Max is well, Max, explain a little bit about yourself. Explain like ultimate frisbee to some who you know don't really know what it is, and explain the like you're you're pretty good at it, you know. <laughs> okay, so um, I guess I'll start with a few things. Uh, my main things that I do more than anything. I run cross country and track and field, and I play ultimate frisbee at a decently competitive level right now. Uh, My plans, I really want to go to the University of Colorado to play frisbee, but that may not happen just based on money things. Frisbee is not an NCAA sport, therefore you cannot get scholarship for it. But essentially, wherever I end up going, I will be playing frisbee for them. Yes. I have now played uh it actually in a game i played today before filming this uh segment i actually played a game against and was guarded by and guarded a pro player out of the atlanta pro team really dude that yeah is aren't you like on like like practicing with the pro team or something like that i consistently practice and play against three pro players from the Atlanta team. Wow. Yeah, That's like crazy. Max Max is very good at, good at frisbee. Whenever we, like, sometimes we'll get together and we'll play football, like, the team on, like, the weekend when we don't have practice or whatever. And he'll, like, he'll be like, man, he'll, like, he'll, okay, he's really bad low-key at, like, running routes because he always anticipates it to fly like a frisbee. He always says, like, man, I think it's going to fly like a frisbee, and, it, and then it doesn't. Yeah. Like, this man is committed to the ground. <laughs> Andrew, like Andrew, Andrew played frisbee. I think, I think I he was. Good. I, don't know. I so I so I was a freshman, and I so I'm a sophomore now. Okay, but and our season was obviously canceled. But last year, we had uh, so on ultimate frisbee. Usually, there is a starting lineup of seven. Uh, at least in my league, there was a startup of seven. Okay, and so we had ten total seniors, um, and I would actually ended up starting. So I was the only freshman. I was the only underclassman to start, uh, other than a senior. So I was I was good, but um, I I started. But you know, we played in tournaments and we only got a couple wins. So it's you know we weren't the best team overall. But yeah, anyways, just continue. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't, I didn't, dude, I didn't even know Signal had a frisbee team. So apparently we did that. But uh, yeah, Max, Max is pretty good at frisbee, I think. <laughs> He does. He does frisbee and stuff. Yeah. yeah he's good. How does it feel being a being a senior now? Like it's your senior year at Signal Mountain High School. You know, coronavirus obviously threw, obviously threw a big wrench and all that. But like, how does how does it feel really knowing that it's like your last year running cross country with the team track and all that? I will admit, uh, the team at Signal is one an extremely prestigious and well put together team. Yes, I will almost guarantee that in the next four years, both the boys and girls have a decent chance to take home three more state championships, even with the divisions changing. Oh, thank you, Max. Um, <laughs> Cutter, some, right. of the, <laughs> some of the runners that they have on their teams now are going to probably completely wipe uh, names of the past off the record boards for our school, and some of them even have a very good chance to go on to run at D1 colleges and cough cough Josh Pote Josh Pote Carter Collins 
<laughs> but no, yeah, it could become something where uh, Signal Mountain becomes a school that is known for their cross-country runners, and it definitely has a better chance of being known as a cross-country school than a lot of our other sports. Mm-hmm. But that kind of just makes it look even better. Um, I think combined, the guys and girls cross-country team now have at least 10 state championships and the school's only been around for 12 years yeah and it's weird it's like we're good at like golf and cross country but we suck at like football and basketball and yeah you throwing shots at your own school <laughs> dude it's a known fact the signal's bad we only make the playoffs because basically our whole division's awful yeah <laughs> so yeah we um have a state championship in football though but yes, we do. We do have a state championship in football. We're not going to get into the details of how that was obtained, but we do have. That's that's for another episode. <laughs> All right. So our next question is actually uh, directed towards both of you. Kind of, uh, so Max, you can obviously answer this first. But like, what's it like being on the cross country team? Just take us through like your experiences, especially you know uh, your experience from uh, freshman to senior and. Know all that. So, like, what's it? What's it like being on that team, going to uh, meets and stuff? Okay. So this for me actually starts way down the line. I was. My parents are. They're just really good athletic people. They spend a ton of their time doing athletic activities. We're super healthy as a family, and it's mm-hmm. affected me in a really well, good way. Just because it's kept me healthy all through high school and all of that and I really enjoy doing stuff outdoors and doing athletic things in my free time and I think that's going to help me a lot in my future but so from the age I think I started running at like age eight wow yeah and I wasn't like some people start running like they'll run with their parents like I was competing in races and stuff at age eight uh the first race I ever won I think I was 10 I won my division for an 8k and I mean, from that point on, I was like hooked on it. Yeah, no, that's insane. And at least from that point forward, it was kind of put in my mind like, oh, I just won this 8K. I'm definitely from this point forward going to be a very long distance person. So in elementary school and middle school, at least where we're from, the races are only a mile and a half mile respectively. So mm-hmm. until I got to high school, I was not like seen as a very good runner i was never able to run those fast enough to be like the number one guy on the team or even the top 10 guy on the team it took uh my eighth grade year i ran a 24 minute 5k oh my god (laughs) is not it's not very fast dude okay i always for some reason i always thought that you were like mason you know like mason no 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 oh dude i always thought you were like that like my first meet freshman year, I ran like a 23, and that was my very first meet. And yeah. now I'm down to like a really low 19, which is a lot of improvement, by the way. Carp, shout out. Come up. <laughs> Give it to me, coach. Give it to me. Most improvement. But so my eighth grade year, my fastest time was a 24 minute 5K. And then I came back my ninth grade year, and I was the alternate for our state team, and I ended up running an 1840. So that's a wow. sick drop. That is crazy, (laughs) man. Good for you. And I just... (laughs) I just kept... 
dropping, I guess, time and more time until my senior season. I just finished the season with my PR being a 1655 5K. Yeah, nice. Yes, sir. Props to him. Wow. Yeah, Max. Max. You know, I. I. I mean, I can I came here. And it was Max's junior year when I arrived, so I like I, I haven't experienced anything before that. And I, I always thought that like it's it's so weird my percep my perceptions of the team. I didn't know that Cole like. I thought Cole was always the number one runner. When oh I first no, came. he came out of nowhere. Like my yeah, I know. Uh, sophomore year, he was like our number seven guy, and. The next year, he was consistently running as our number one or number two. Yeah, dude, it, it was weird. I was like, wow, this cool guy's really good. He must be the best runner on the team every year. No, he was not. Cole was like, cool. I mean, cool. You know, he, he was obviously really fast. He was really good. But he, you know, he made such a big jump, and I had no clue about it. So it's, it's just crazy to, like, hear about all, like, the past, you know, improvements that they've made and all the years prior to It me. does seem that about now – uh, I'm leaving this team in a situation where most of the guys who are on varsity are people who have started their careers on varsity and will probably continue being on varsity for the rest of their high school careers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a little, uh, Max has this weird condition where he does not sweat. Now a little explanation. We were at this meet, right? It was his senior year. It was this year, actually. Um, it was extremely hot. Like it was, it was hot, dude. It, um, I forget the name of the meet, but basically, Max, <laughs> Max was like carried away on a stretcher into an ambulance because he does not sweat. So explain your condition to us. Okay. What's that about? Um, it's actually the most common name for it is uh, antihydrosis. It is just the or anhydrosis, not anti. I always get it mixed up but anhydrosis and it's just the I don't have functioning uh, sweat glands in most parts of my body baller so it just <laughs> I have to stay very hydrated at all times and I have to like dump water over my head whenever I run in hot conditions <laughs> I will overheat to the point of passing out which has happened I think at three different cross country meets now it's it's great every time except the time that it, it really got like max was like foaming at the mouth dude it was bad like we were literally like we were concerned for his life loki like he got put in the ambulance we were like oh my god dude max is gonna freaking die <laughs> it, it's really funny though the only time i've ever been put into an ambulance because of it was the only time i like passed out and finished the race yeah <laughs> finished the race for whatever reason collapsed. i was able to finish the race and as soon as i finished I like have no memory of the 30 minutes after that. I just remember coming like two in an ambulance. That's oh, it was okay. I was coming back. I was coming back from a little warm up run to get ready for my my race, and I just see Max like in this chair with a pool of sweat. I don't know if, no, it wasn't sweat. It was water, dripping water, and like foam at your mouth. You're just sitting there, and we were all like, we just came back. We we're all like, what happened? <laughs> Why is Max literally dead? <laughs> like, dude, Ma Max has had some crazy injuries. I mean, this this kid's... I don't even understand. I mean, if you want to yeah. talk about crazy injuries, I have... My cross-country career has been riddled with the most random injuries ever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, speaking of which, though, um, I'm sure those were, those were um, interesting memories, but tell us about some of your favorite memories of your high school career. Uh, my favorite memories, obviously, uh, finishing as 
in all state or top 15 in our state uh, finisher at our state cross country meet twice are definitely up there. Being able to be recognized on the podium is an amazing experience. You're surrounded by athletes that are on the same, like all, once you're up there, you're like, you are just runners. You're not competitors. You're almost like yeah. a family. I know there's, there was for a little bit a group chat with a bunch of the guys who finished in the top 15 my junior season. And that was pretty cool to be a part of. Um, yeah. I, if anything, I'm honestly more proud of being able to uh, be a part of a two-time state championship team. It's something like when I was a freshman, the guys who were running then really wanted that. That was their dream. Uh, and sadly, they were not able to achieve it. So from that point forward, it was instilled into me and some of the other guys who were on the team at that time that we had to win them their state championship. And yeah, we yeah. were able to, so far, get them two, and hopefully in the future, we're able to get them even more. Yeah, man, I mean, we're gonna try, bro. <laughs> you know, the, the divisions are changing, obviously. And, you know, we got guys like Josh, Mason, Kate and Noah, they're still there. They're seniors, they're gonna be seniors next year. Um, yeah, and then like, that's gonna that's gonna move me up to a solid varsity spot, like with Cole and Max leaving, because they're both seniors. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be, you know, on our shoulders to try and carry on. And we're we're going to do our best, too. Like, we're going to try. You know, we're already grinding. Dude, it was, the fir- it was the first week of practice and track, and he already had us doing, like, 80 burpees, and it was, just, it was awful. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to be putting some work. So, if you're yeah. watching this and you're, and you're in our division, we're coming to Watch out. Watch out. Josh uh, Pote's going to be on your tail. Yeah. I noticed that Josh Pote, because uh, he's Josh Pote's not going to be on their tail. He's going to be... He's yeah, gonna be in front of him. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be on his tail. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to wrap it up, unfortunately. So we want, it's been a blast, though. We loved yeah. having you on the on the show. And we hope yeah, it was fun. interesting. I feel like it wasn't. It was just more of like a conversation, kind of, and like you talking about your experiences. Yeah. Well, was, thank you like, for having me. Yeah, of no, course, no, of course, dude. Of course. It was great. Anytime. Yeah, but uh, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. Thank you all for watching so much. Thank you for Max for coming on, and we will see you guys later. Bye-bye.